Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who's coming, Derek Halpin. I would like to think that doing this podcast every week makes me jizz, but it doesn't. It doesn't get I'm, you off a little bit knowing that you're bringing so much happiness to people? I'm, I mean, I'm very happy, but I, I wouldn't go to the extent of saying that I'm like coding the microphone. But what we're in reference to right now is our boys, Otis and Jizz, specifically Jizz. Uh, Making a splash. Ah. (laughs) So safe to say that at this point we can be credited as TV producers. Like they're definitely just taking our character ideas for him, right? Yeah, they hired Bruce Pritchard and us. Well, I mean, they didn't really hire us, but I'm still flattered that they're willing to go with the Jizz angle. Oh, Jizz is at least. He may be taking some creative liberties. I don't know if they signed off on this. Well, I mean, I, we didn't sign off on the way he's portraying this character that we've created. As far as I'm concerned, he is our intellectual property. <laughs> you have to look at it one of two ways. Either he has listened to this podcast and he's decided to just completely embrace the name that we have given him and incorporate that into his character. Or, or... It's just a really amazing coincidence how often he likes to say coming. <laughs> as you he decide. S- as he stares at women and vibrates his whole body. Right. You decide. I'm just saying, man, I think that we were on the ground floor of the jizz market and we <laughs> <laughs> were moving on up. Just think what we could do when they give us Randy finally. <laughs> oh, my God. They basically have. If you looked at his promos the last month, is he just is he still yelling at me? He's just shitting on the indies. That's <laughs> his whole angle with AJ Styles. It just feels like early episodes of this show where I'm just like, why the fuck should I have to give a shit about the indies? And you're like, Derek, it's better wrestling. And I'm like, yeah, well, if it's so good, why isn't it in WWE? And you're like, that's not how it works. I don't think that's what we are now. We've kind of, if you think about it, we went from our early episodes where all we did was try to be as positive as we can. And we've kind of mellowed out and we're somewhere in between being positive, talking about jizz and uh, reviewing old wrestling matches. Yeah. (laughs) What makes you different from other wrestling podcasts? Uh, See, yeah, it's (laughs) (laughs) hit our goddamn music. Seriously, oh, though, if they this. could give you one character <laughs> and be like, we're we're going on with this guy, Garrett, Derek, tell us what you got for him. You knocked it out of the park with jizz. You really filled we? 15 minutes of TV time for us. I mean, if you had to, if, I mean, if they if they called us into a meeting and they were like, who would you like next? And they gave us the pick of the litter for who we could creatively develop next on that entire roster. Who are we working with? Well, I think we did a great job on our first run. And I think they fucked us a little bit by calling him up pretty quick. But oh, if my, anything, yeah. they really strapped a rocket on on the jizz machine because he is he was not doing all that vibrating before. He was just the worm. They took that word. They made him that character. Who is next? Well, I feel like it's not can... the worm, motherfucker. It's the caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's heavy machinery and it's a caterpillar. Yeah. It's like the whole juice thing, which I did have some people message me and say they'd never thought about Pulp Friction as Juice's name. You see, I had never thought that before either. So we're figuring stuff out together, buddy. We are. Speaking of uh, doing stuff together. <laughs> yeah, where you know, are you going with this? I was going to say something that, that our that our listeners could do for us if they haven't already, like we say every episode, even though Garrett's birthday was last week, doesn't mean it's not a great week to give us a nice little gift. Hop on over to iTunes, give us five stars, 
Leave us a very kind review. Tell us what you like about the show, your favorite episode. And if you do that for us, we'll give something back. You tell us something that we need to check out, watch, whatever. As long as you as long as you can even relate it to re- pro wrestling in the slightest way, we will uh, check it out and we will talk about it on the show. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Marine <laughs> 6, somewhere way down the queue line. Um. I guess we should follow up on last week's hot story from our friend Lowell. Yeah, I will say this. Lowell is getting some positive reviews. Uh, my wife loved Lowell, even though it is a man she has never met, and all he did was call in to threaten me with violence. You've won my wife over, Lowell. I think you're going to win over the rest of America. I essentially do the same thing every week. I call in and threaten you a little bit. Yeah, but we've known each other forever, and me and Lowell have met twice. So you feel like if I was going to do something to you, I would have done it already, and Lowell, you don't know? Well, no, keep in mind, every time I'm around you, I'm very jumpy because I'm always in fear that for some reason you're going to hit me in the genitals, though you've maybe done that (laughs) once or twice in our entire friendship. I'm glad you're clarifying that point. That's something I always need to bring up, which is that you are very jumpy around me. But the the ratio to how many times you jump from me just moving next to you, thinking that I'm going to hit you, to the times that I've actually done it is really disproportionate. Yeah, I think you should just be more flattered that I think you're capable of it. <laughs> I am. and it, And as you've pointed out before, it seems like something that I would do. It doesn't necessarily mean that I've done it, but it seems like a thing I might do. And you're not wrong. Well, everybody, I feel like growing up, everybody's friend group had at least one dick hitter. That guy who's always going to tap you right in the penis. And I hope you're not going to say that was me. It was not you. Okay. It was not you. But like I said, I think you and I are close enough that you know when I deserve it and could dish it out. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's going to be major consequences for it. Like, I might get ignored for an evening, and then you'll be back to texting me about wrestling the next day. Well, I I know what you're capable of. I have no clue what Lowell's capable of, because we don't know each other well enough. But Lowell did send in a video that just delighted me forever. I That that might be... That deserves an Oscar. I'm throwing it in. Throwing it in the... Throwing, throwing it out there that it, it deserves some awards. Lowell made a video specifically for us in this podcast in reference to what we talked about last week, and he put it up online this past Saturday. I was in the middle of having a bunch of beers and watching a White Sox baseball game with my friend Lee, and suddenly I look down at my phone, and I see goodies, and it's Lowell recreating the scene from uh, Billy Madison with Steve Buscemi uh, crossing somebody off of uh, the list, and... uh, putting lipstick on and Lowell recreated that for us. Except I think, didn't he add your name? No, my name was already on the list, yeah. but it said who said people to chop. And it was just my name. And before, <laughs> before he laid back to put the lipstick on, he just circled my name twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, you that know what was fantastic. And with that video, I am very strongly considering getting a plane ticket, flying up to Canada, going to SummerSlam, and I think Lowell and I need to have a one-on-one conversation and sort some shit out. You're considering going to SummerSlam now? I Because of Lowell's video. We do need to get Lowell on an episode of this podcast for sure. Hey, maybe Lowell shows up in, in, in uh, Las Vegas. I would love to have Lowell in Las Vegas. I know that that's a, you know, that's a whole trip for him and those things aren't easy to pull off every time you'd like to go, but would love to see Lowell in Vegas. Actually, as of uh, now, I think you and I ended up with one extra ticket next to us. Oh, really? We do. We have an extra ticket and if Lowell is coming, he is more than welcome to have that ticket. If he's coming! <laughs> <laughs> hey Lowell, thanks for the video. Love having you as a listener. You're you're fantastic. Uh, Garrett, we got a couple other friends of this podcast we need to give a shout out to. I got a package in the mail today, and I completely forgot it was coming. And coming! Coming! Now, now this time. has just become Pee-wee's Playhouse, where that's the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah, 
Got oh, a package. Of course, it, Pee-wee would scream when he hears the word coming. That's how Pee-wee's Playhouse works. Anyways, I got a package in the mail today from uh, our uh, friend Luke. Luke is in a band called Hearts Like Lions, and they decided to use the New Japan logo as uh, a shirt design, and he made sure to send us over a couple shirts with that design on it, and it is a fantastic shirt. And uh, Luke sent along a little letter that I'm going to read on the air for us. You you ready for this, Garrett? Yeah, I haven't received mine yet. I wonder if I get a letter. You should be jealous. I hope you don't get a letter, and I hope you cry. Because it's not your birthday anymore. You're allowed to be sad. (laughs) Mr. Derek Halpin, my guy. We have not met yet, but I hope to one of these days. Billy and I thank you for the weekly entertainment and keeping Garrett in line. May you have a fantastic WrestleMania season. Made and sent with good vibes. Love and care from Long Beach, California. Luke and Billy. So, I want to say thank you to Luke and thank you to Billy. Love getting the shirt. Love getting the note. Check out their band. We'll uh, make sure to when we post this episode. We will uh, tag them in it so you can check them out. Thank you for the shirt. And also, I know uh, their band is going on tour here pretty soon. They're actually going to be coming through Nashville, so I plan on going out to their show and checking it out. Oh. Are they coming through Chicago? I believe they are. Coming! Coming! But yeah, I would guess. If they're coming to Nashville, they got to go to Chicago, right? Not necessarily. Well, we'll retweet some of their tour schedule. Come on, predetermined listeners. Get out there and see some other good brothers. Yeah, some other good brothers that are sending us some shirts and i'm excited to wear that bad boy are you gonna wear it would you wear it to the show are you aware that Abs- the shirt of the band to the show kind of guy you you know what I'm, I'm gonna tell you this if hearts like lions does come through chicago i will make a point to go see them because they sent a shirt because they're friends of the podcast and i will wear the shirt at the show and uh i will use every opportunity to say coming in that voice <laughs> to see if I get kicked out. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, this is kind of a big episode. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a special episode, but it is the <laughs> go home episode. <laughs> this is a big episode. I mean, it's it's not uh, special. If anything, it's, important. it's pretty fucking average. But, you know, thanks for being here. Lots of Otis and Jizz to this point. But uh, it's the go-home episode before WrestleMania 35, so we've got stuff to talk about. But we we also have some matches we need to cover that are not related to WrestleMania 35. Garrett, where would you like to start with this one? Well, let's start with uh, Rand's request. Rand left us a review and told us, check out anything of Jerry Lynn versus RVD in ECW. Well, you picked up on one first, and you sent it my way, and it's RVD Jerry Lynn. From ECW Living Dangerously 1999. This is the one you sent my way. I'm glad you did. You see, I, I really only knew Jerry Lynn because he had like a, a brief run towards the end of WCW um, over there. I didn't really know much about him. And then I, you know, he pops up all these years later uh, as a referee at All In. That's my relationship with Jerry Lynn for the most part. So I hadn't seen a lot of his stuff uh, that he did in ECW or specifically with RVD. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Fuck, I didn't. I don't think I had ever gone back and watched Jerry Lynn in his prime. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I realized like how good a shape that guy was in. He kind oh, of yeah. has like the body of Kenny Omega a little bit. That's that's actually a fair comparison. I was gonna ask who who would you compare Jerry Lynn to in what you have seen of him? I mean, he looks like a big dude, but he is also a high flyer. I mean, honestly, like. It's hard to say Kenny Omega because Kenny is Kenny, but looking right. at looking at him, that's kind of the vibe I get. But I will say this match, every time you guys recommend us matches, I am blown away by how fucking good they usually are. Uh, it, it, it's so much fun to watch wrestling this way where I'm just being given some good matches to watch. It's like putting together my own pay-per-view card where I'm not well, well, seeing anything shitty. But let's let's th- here's what's fantastic about getting to do like a podcast like this. 
our listeners kind of get to act like a, a search filter because there's a lot of stuff on YouTube and and the network and Daily Motion and all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there that you can sort through. And I mean, some, I mean, you're just, it's, it's Russian roulette. You might get a gem, you might get a stinker, but when you have other people out there who have seen a bunch of things that you haven't, they can shoot stuff your way and it doesn't have to be a good match. Some of the, some of the stuff that we've gotten as listener requests doesn't have to be a good match for us to enjoy. It can be total shit. And you and I just enjoy that just as much. Needless to say, though, this one, because he just said, check out any of them. So I started doing some. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Just go look, man. They're all five stars. So I pulled it up. These two wrestled 40 times. Well, I would imagine you would know how to work with a guy if you've done it that much. Between TNA and ECW, these guys wrestled each other 40 times. And as I was looking through this list. What got me to pick the two I watched? Because I did watch Living Dangerously 99, but I also watched Hardcore Heaven 2000. And the reason I went with Hardcore Heaven 2000, that is the only time that Jerry Lynn defeated RVD. So that was what it was built? Was it the last time they faced? No. (laughs) Oh. I thought it was building to that. Nope. Again, I don't know the history. Some ECW guy out there is like, God, what a fucking idiot. I wasn't an ECW kid growing up. Like, I would rent the pay-per-views and some of the shows from the video store. But as far as I know, in our small town, I don't think we had anywhere (laughs) with, uh, I don't think we had anywhere with access to watch ECW. Uh, Wasn't it on TNN? But for how long? Or at what time? Was it like two in the morning for us? Yeah, it's kind of like that Ring of Honor schedule where it can be on any channel at any time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I the thing is, I remember coming across it, but I don't ever having it. I don't remember having it pinned down as what the time slot was. So we were not ECW kids, and uh, I'm sure that's disappointing for some people to hear. But there is some quality stuff coming out of ECW, obviously. It's one of the reasons it has such a big legacy but didn't know about this RVD Jerry Lynn rivalry and how many times they had wrestled. So ECW living dangerously 1999. If you haven't checked this match out, go pull that some bitch up on the network. There are some really excellent moments. And I mean, the, this match is almost in segments where it's just like this first part is all high spots where they're going around the ring into the crowd. It is just chaos. Yeah, But the part of this match I loved the most, they had a whole segment where they just had a folding chair folded up in the middle. Like it was just, un- you know, flat in the middle of the ring. And they were just trying to do moves to each other onto this chair. And it was just such an awesome segment of reversals that it was just one after another. And it was just, I fucking love that when guys are just going back and forth doing those reversals over and over again. And it just, they're so in sync. I'll tell you my favorite part from this match. They have a table set up on the outside of the ring and Jerry Lynn's on the top rope and RVD's like on the ring apron trying to fuck with Jerry Lynn a little bit. And Jerry Lynn grabs him and hooks his head for the DDT and does a tornado DDT to the outside onto the table and the table doesn't break. And RVD's head gets (laughs) drilled from a nice distance onto a giant slab of wood that does not give way. And then they both just kind of fall off the table and the crowd loses their shit. It looks brutal as hell. I think you're just so used to seeing tables between new Japan and the ones that are rigged in WWE that just give way so easily. When you see a table that just (laughs) does its job and holds the weight that is on top of it, it's kind of jarring. (laughs) Kind of a kind of like a New Japan table, but this this one didn't look like a New Japan table. Just regular table, solid, sturdy, good craftsmanship. Yep, I want to know where those tables are being purchased from because that's what I want to use to uh, host our, uh, you know, our party <laughs> when we get to come out and announce that we're WWE writers officially. Hell yeah, we're not yeah. going. You th- you thought we were going AEW. You're wrong. Nope. You're wrong. We're yep. heading to the E, baby, because jobs just, are opening. 
we just sat back and waited for everyone to to depart looking for greener pastures and now we're rolling in stealing that money okay the end of this jerry lynn rvd match confused me a little bit because it ended on a time limit draw but the ref acts like he's awarding the belt to jerry lynn yeah it was a little bit of a weird ending like i get that it was to set up having them wrestle more and like him being like no 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 i want to win this fair and square but is that a rule in wrestling that if it comes to a time limit draw the ref can just pick who he thinks won i don't know yeah that confused me too and especially like they were using weapons. See, that's the thing about ECW. I don't know if I necessarily understand where the rules begin and end. Because suddenly there's a time limit, and apparently when the time limit's up, you can just the belt changes hands. There is apparently no champion's advantage where the challenger has to beat the champion. And so, yeah, the ref tries to give him the title, and then they end up adding five more minutes to the match at the crowd's request and Jerry Lynn's request. And RVD goes on to uh, beat him in a win. minute, 19 seconds. <laughs> yep. It's just yep. a real quick end. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the other match you checked out? So I checked out Hardcore Heaven 2000 because I wanted to see Jerry Lynn finally get this win. And at one point in the match, the commentators actually said that the only person to kick out a rvd's finisher was jerry lynn and vice versa huh and i thought that was really interesting that that was kind they of something they had track of that yeah, yeah that that's something they had going on this far into their their feud which as i look through here i can tell already somebody's gonna be like they he didn't just beat him i see that jerry lynn and rvd were in a tag match opposite of each other and jerry lynn and sabu beat just incredible in rvd but it looks like in singles competition this was the only time that jerry lynn won ah, that counts but once again i mean these guys just have incredible chemistry both of these were absolutely fantastic matches to watch i mean it was a lot of the same stuff where you're just seeing like what do you like a scissor kick onto the rail like to chop a guy's head off it was more of the same stuff, man, but it was really great. It made me realize, like, just once again, ECW, there was a lot of good shit going on, and I think that it's one that the wrestling is better than you remember it being. Well, that's what I was going to ask, Is and this gets brought up from time to time, especially, like, in, in shoot interviews with guys. ECW has the reputation, like, the thing it's primarily known for is, like, the barbed wire and the burning tables and the thumbtacks and crucifixions and all that different stuff. I think one of the things that people don't appreciate is, you know, the Chris Benoit's and the, the Jerry Lynn's like guys like, I mean, there was good, just straight up quality wrestling in ECW that didn't necessarily require the hardcore element to it. And I think the RBD Jerry Lynn rivalry seems to be a prime example of that. Not saying that weapons and things of that nature didn't get involved, but they knew how to work. And I don't know if we just picked two good matches to watch or if they're all this quality, but these two have piqued my interest hard into going through and trying to find more of these. I mean, there's probably a reason Rand told us to check out this rivalry and then said any match. Well, even looking through here, I see that in 2001 uh, on WWF, there was RVD versus Jerry Lynn for the hardcore title on an episode oh. of Sunday Night Heat. On Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> That's where ECW ranks. The uh, pay-per-view pre-show on Sundays. Well, I guess we got to say thank you to Rand for the recommendation. Rand, enjoy that WrestleMania drive. I assume you're on the road right now as you're hearing this. Giving you the shout out. I do. Did you? Rand sent us a private message. Did you happen to check that out? I have seen it. I haven't responded yet because I'm terrible. Okay. But I well, will be responding. At least, I, at least you can admit it. No, I, I will be responding to Rand. I want him to send us some uh, some audio so that we can know how, like, Janella and some of the sideshows went. Yeah. Because I'm sure we'll be talking about WrestleMania pretty extensively by that point. But since we're not going to be at these other shows, like, I know he's going to, like, Black Label Pro. And I think he said he was going, he is going to be at Janella. So I'm very excited to hear how those go. And see what happens with Janela's in-ring return. 
You should probably uh, message him right after we finish recording this. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Rand, by this point, you should have already gotten a message from me. If you haven't, so sorry. Safe <laughs> travels, Rand. Just going down the list, we have to give another shout out. Who else we do got we have to shout out? Our buddies, the the Curtain Jerks from the Best There Ever Was podcast. Well, I'll shout them out all day. I love the Curtain Jerks. Those are nice boys. Those those are, are some nice fellows. And uh, Yeah, why are we shouting them out? Go ahead and tell well, them. Well, we're shouting them out because we, we gave people the task last week of coming up with other good Ultimate Warrior matches, and I'm pretty sure they were the only ones to respond. And not only did Come they on. respond, but they responded by posting a link to their an episode about this match, the best there ever was podcast. They go over some of the best matches of all time and they go in depth about these. They're uh, I, I would say, would you say they speak more eloquently than we do? Yeah. And I don't mean that condescendingly. <laughs> They're more eloquent than us. Not that that's much of a uh, challenge. We spend a lot of the episodes talking about Otis and Jizz, Garrett. I know what we do, and that's hard work, too. <laughs> We're both doing different I... jobs. <laughs> they are... I'm tired at the end of this hour, damn it. They're, they're putting in the big work, going in depth in one match and being able to talk about it and be entertaining that long. You and I, we have to go blue sometimes. Yep. We, uh, we're lowbrow is what you're saying. Yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, we're us. We're us. This is... <laughs> I think that's what's changed between the first episodes and now is I feel like now the show is at least at a very honest place. <laughs> like they're listening in on a conversation they shouldn't be. Yeah, this is just us talking. Before it was like, we're going to be really positive and talk about things that maybe we would have bitched about <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, what did the Curtain Jerks send us to check out this week? They told us that a quality Ultimate Warrior match was WrestleMania 7 Macho King versus Ultimate Warrior. And what's on the line in this match, Garrett? Careers are at stake, my friend. Careers. Careers. Not, not legitimately, but, you know. But you didn't know a... that at the time. <laughs> you didn't know it, but they told you. Do you, think so, the, uh, do you think the boys of the Curtain Jerks steered you wrong on this one? Nope. I don't I think, think so they... either. It would be hard to imagine Warrior having a better match than this. I'm not going to tell you it's the best match I've ever seen. That would be a lie. Uh, but uh, as far as Ultimate Warrior matches go, this was highly entertaining. I had a great time watching this one. I it, It's weird. I love... I found that... Because this is basically the exact time period that I started watching. The you early know? 90s. What is this, 91? Yes, right? I believe so. Yeah, this like would have been the exact time period that I'm really like, okay, I was watching this stuff then. This is did Ultimate you have your Warrior. Ultimate Macho Warrior Man. piggy bank at this point? Oh hell yeah, I did. I was a big Warrior fan. <laughs> I was a big Macho Man fan. It was to me, this is actually just two giant stars having a big WrestleMania match. So, to set up. Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth have have had their issues, and she is actually in the crowd watching the match. It's Savage versus Warrior, both of their careers on the line, but Savage has the sensational Sherry in his corner, and she ends up playing a huge role throughout this match, attacking Warrior. She was looking pretty good, too, by the way. <laughs> that sparkly dress or whatever it was was, was kicking. You were, you were feeling the outfit. I was feeling the outfit. So this is... Maybe officially my favorite time period in wrestling, which is where what? really <laughs> jacked just... guys are high on cocaine screaming at each other. There are it no... works. There, it works. Don't mess with something that works. Just, you know, the problem is Ricochet, pump some steroids into that guy, get him some shoe lifts and put some cocaine in his nose. I'm pretty sure everything you are saying right now at this moment contradicts everything John Oliver said on last week tonight. Well, you know, they do deserve health care because of the steroids and cocaine. They deserve health care, but they need the cocaine. This, yeah, is that what up, you're trying to say? Bringing up the John Oliver thing, this has been really huge this week. Yeah, it's big news, especially right before Mania. You know it's big when it, this starts to be that time where non-wrestling fans start sending you something. Yeah. <laughs> when you start getting a link multiple times from people who don't watch... 
It's, it's kind of nudging you going like, hey, did you hear about this? And you're like, fuck, it, I, I pay attention to this stuff all the time. Yes. Hey, and you know what? Don't be mad at those people. This could be a gateway. At least they re- they know what we all know now. And what John Oliver pointed out is we've all known this for a long time and we've yeah. chosen not to do anything about it. Well, we don't have the platform to, Garrett. Well, that's not true, though. He's telling all of us that collectively we can basically John Oliver went on there and was like, hey, you know what you guys like to do? Ruin WrestleMania. Get out there and ruin that shit for them. Not for the wrestlers, for Vince. Man, that HBO thing with him mocking the fucking reporter and then smacking the papers out of his hands. Reminds you that Vince really is a dick. I mean, we talk we talk about it all the time, just bitching about creative decisions and things they're doing, you know, business wise. But as a person, yeah, Vince is a dick. <laughs> Vince got to that point that bullies get to when they don't have anything to say, so they just mock you in a voice. The yeah. f- first thing that comes to mind, <laughs> Cody. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, there, okay. I-, I know everybody had like their childhood bully. Uh, so I was standing at our town square and I looked across the street and I watched a pickup truck drive straight through a pizza place. And when I say straight through, I mean, there is now a, right through the front wall. Yeah. There is a truck inside of a building now. That's not supposed to be like that. Loud crash. A lot of destruction. Not going to lie. Looked cool as hell. Fun to see. Look around to see who else saw this. Who can I share this incredible moment with? It was Cody, a guy who is wasn't known for being nice and i thought maybe a, maybe like this skank is... stoner bully yeah and i thought maybe just maybe this is our chance to bond over something so i looked over at him and i said did you see that and then he looked at me and then goes did you see that <laughs> like he was so dedicated to being a dick that he just he shot down your attempts to connect with him I mean, good on him. He was my MJF growing up. Yeah, he committed to that gimmick. He knows he knows his role. Which, while I've mentioned him for just a moment, did you happen to see the MJF Rosie O'Donnell bit? Oh, yes, absolutely. Did you watch that beginning to end? Oh, yeah. What's funny is you can still see that even as a little kid, kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's a guy who... Not very good at singing, better than I thought he would be, but still pretty cocky towards Rosie O'Donnell, who had already been in the Flintstones movie at that point. Can we talk about the fact that we interviewed somebody at StarCast that was interviewed by Rosie O'Donnell? (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't even know it! Uh, Yeah, and he didn't want us to know it. And did you see him release that note where he trashed Rosie O'Donnell? (laughs) I did. It was fucking hilarious. I was wondering if he was going to do it. And uh Oh, also, this is fun. I saw that his lovely girlfriend Alley Cat mailed out her shirts. Ah. But you're in line to get a shirt and well, another shirt. Here's the problem, Derek. What? The months ago when I ordered that shirt, I lived at a different residence. Huh. So Did you do the change of address thing? I did, so hopefully that shirt comes to me sometime ever. But you don't believe it'll work, will you? Like, this, do you? I, I don't, but at this point, I appreciate that it was, it happened. You know who's probably really pissed off right now? Who's that? Warrior and Savage. Because we just the, completely got off track. <laughs> yeah. And I felt you were going to tack on three more stories before we got back to them. But here we are. All right. Well, what do you, okay. They've got the floor. What do you want to <laughs> fucking ultimate warrior looking at the sky, screaming at God? Partway through Cocaine, the match, partway through the match, he's just like, I guess, decides that God said he can't win, so he leaves. Yeah, that was my favorite part, honestly. Yeah, I liked like, that too. <laughs> you know why I liked it? A guy kicked out of his finisher, and he just said, "Well, I guess I'm done." Like, <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> if at first you don't succeed, leave because God said you can't win. Imagine in any other form of athletics, imagine it's baseball and a guy hits a ball like 399 feet to straightaway center and it's almost a home run, but it gets caught by the center fielder. And then that guy's just like, well, I guess I'm retiring. I'm, I'm done. It was, it was almost, it was almost there. I'm just not as good at this as I thought I was going to be. I'm not. I mean, it was pretty good. 
I was I mean I'm I still have the advantage. I still have the upper hand, but Warrior was willing to walk away. And uh <laughs> and the ref is trying to convince him don't. Like your career is like, on the it. line. <laughs> and then Warrior probably turned and was like, not really. <laughs> he pulled a Ronda Rousey and he was like, Earl, it's fucking fake. It's not real. It's scripted. He's like, plus my makeup came off. I'm ready to get out of here. I am no longer fucking Ultimate Warrior. The craziest part of this match is, so Warrior wins, Macho Man loses, and Miss Elizabeth is in the crowd. Macho didn't know she she was there. She ends up hopping the ring, coming in to save Macho Man. And there is a beautiful moment where they're reunited. There's a reunion, yeah. And as that camera pans over the crowd, it cuts to at least four or five different faces, tears streaming. Are you jealous? Yes. You wanna you wanna be that invested in a pro wrestling story emotionally? When was the last time you were so invested in a pro wrestling match that you cried? Um, when Triple H beat Sting. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I thought you meant like cry. Oh, so you cried sad tears on that day? Yeah, yeah that, you didn't clarify. I love that. Just lean, like somebody looks over at you and there's just one tear streaming, and you're like, I really didn't think it was gonna go this way. Can't WCW just win one? Can't they just have one more? Okay, uh, happy tears. When was the last time you had a happy tear? Um, maybe when Daniel Bryan came out of retirement. Yeah, for sure. Retirement speeches are gonna make me cry every single time. Except Kurt Angle's the other night didn't. Unless I bet he'll get a better one. Probably next. They put month. together a nice little promo package. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about wrestling tears. Anyways. Savage Warrior, WrestleMania 7. If you're looking for a good Ultimate Warrior match, thank you to the Curtain Jerks for recommending this one because this is definitely a good Ultimate Warrior match. And if you're and wondering uh, who sang America the Beautiful at the beginning of Mania 7, it is Willie Nelson. Were. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> and another big thing on Mania 7, uh, WrestleMania debut of The Undertaker. By George, I did not know that. Yeah, it was I uh, Undertaker versus Jimmy Superfly Snooka. That was the beginning of the streak. That was the beginning of it. was an undead the, wizard versus murder Tarzan. It started with Jimmy Snooka and ended with Brock Lesnar. Jimmy Snooka has a goatee in this match that I didn't care for much. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys the podcast that you are? Because we talk about <laughs> what the facial hair... <laughs> On a mania card from three decades ago or whatever. Yeah, we can talk about specific matches. We can go through the moves list, but that's not where my brain goes. My brain goes to, God, he's an upsetting. Why that, why that goatee? It's like that is the facial hair of a man who's definitely killed somebody. Tamina still has a job, though. Well, she didn't kill anybody. She deserves a job. I, it's 2019, man. You know somebody who did something. That's enough. This isn't the place for you to stand on your soapbox and preach politics at these people, Derek. No, it's a place to stand on my soapbox and yell coming in a really deep, grizzly voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a jizz box. (sighs) That's actually going to be his talk show. Eventually, he's going to take over the Alexa (laughs) Bliss show. It's like, coming out to the jizz box. Welcome to the jizz box. Or it's a match. It's like a boiler room brawl. The jizz box. Uh, we're having way too much fun with this. Garrett, uh, I don't know if you knew, but WrestleMania is just a few days away. How are you feeling going into the show? Like, are you excited about this mania? After watching this week's Raw, which I did watch the Hulu cut, so I can say I watched the Hulu cut beginning to end. Didn't see, you know, the full three hours, but I saw the 90-minute the version. That Ronda, Becky, Charlotte segment, Made me so Amazing. happy. Amazing. It was so good. And I'm happy that we finally got this. That We needed something to push this over the edge to make it exciting again. And, right. they, they, and it, they got it. There's a lot. I mean, obviously, it's... And how many times have we seen, like, law enforcement or security come in to escort people away? But they get all three of these ladies in cuffs 
and all these little moments like the, the Rhonda kicking out the, the, the window, Becky saying, kiss my foot, you little weirdo. <laughs> Charlotte Neen, Rhonda right in the face. God, she'd need her head off. Like she, she hit her face on the side of that door. You know what blows my mind? I want to know how Rhonda was able to put that car into drive when it was previously in park with both of her hands cuffed behind her back. I was screaming, Derek. I was screaming. <laughs> even while watching the Hulu cut? Even while watching the Hulu cut, I was screaming out loud, laughing and having so much fun, which is what you're supposed to have during wrestling. Yeah. And, and this is our main event. And it sounds like whether you're excited about the pay-per-view as a whole or only the main event, everyone can agree that everyone's excited about this match. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we already knew that it was going to be a good match, but we wanted that singles match. But I think now the story they have going, I'm excited to see what they do with it, because I think at the very least, it's going to be a very exciting, important moment. Do you think that the way they're going about it, having both titles on the line, but it's not a unification, do you think that's cool? How are you feeling about that? I mean, if it's coming down to having... Actually, do you think they're just having her do the Conor McGregor thing and be the Irish double champ? Or we're assuming that Becky's going to win. Like, to me, that's the way you have to end the show, but fuck, it's WWE, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd still believe that they would want Ronda Rousey to win both belts so that she can be on Fox and be on this. But, I mean, that's so fucking long away, too. No, it's just like, it, it could... To, like like we've said before, it seems like the obvious correct choice would be to have Becky win after the last eight months that she's had or whatever. But you never know. Like you said, Charlotte is kind of their their, their pet prize, has been for years, and Ronda's their hot new toy that they've had for a year. And uh, can you believe we're a year removed from her Mania debut and everything? Has anyone ever had this quick of a main event at mania. Uh, I'd have to think about it. Lesnar. I think Did he go straight into the main event after his first year in the company. I mean, I believe Lesner, he did. Yeah. Lesnar debuted after WrestleMania 18 after like when they were doing the, the draft, the very first draft and he was in the main event that next WrestleMania. So, so if you're <sighs> in the MMA, yeah, well, he wasn't yet at this point, but, point still stands <laughs> uh now, what what else we got to talk about on this card uh what do we got to talk about from raw and smackdown uh do you give any first of all we'll, we'll mix some positives with some negatives i want to be excited for the intercontinental championship match i still don't give a shit about bobby lashley and i thought the way they presented the demon on raw was kind of comical it, it just made me laugh it didn't make me like Feel like, oh shit, the demon's coming out. This is gonna be badass. <laughs> what what it looked like when he was doing his tongue thing, because they kept the camera on him just a little too long for it to go from scary to silly. Uh have you seen the movie Kingpin? It's been a long time, but yes. Do you remember when uh Woody Harrelson sleeps with his landlord? <laughs> and, no. then, and then she like makes the V across her mouth and goes like I <laughs> And later in the movie, he looks in his rearview mirror and has a hallucination of her in the backseat doing that. That's all yeah. I was thinking about with Finn Balor doing his tongue thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's the fucked up thing is they can go one of two ways. They can keep doing what they've been doing and having make it so that the demon always wins, which to me is the smart decision. And nobody really gives a shit that the IC titles on Bobby Lashley. Or are they going to have in a match that nobody is that excited about? Are they going to have Bobby Lashley be the one to beat the demon? I would think no. If you're, if you're having the demon have his first WrestleMania, which is insane that, do you think they've just decided that now he's the demon again and it's going to be this way for a while? Like we're going to get him. What... A... No, go ahead. Sorry. No, like, are we just going to get him for big matches? I mean, cause I would have fucking loved to see that for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so this is the conundrum. And and to me, this is what I'm finally coming around on, on people who are not into Finn Balor. 
I don't have an issue with Finn Balor, but they need to commit one way or another to who he is. Because it, if he can tap into the demon at will, it doesn't make any sense why he wouldn't just always do that. Like it shouldn't if 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 it's if it's essentially him going beast mode. It doesn't make sense why he would hold back in other matches, like you said, like against Brock Lesnar, but then be like, you know, I think I'm going to break it out this time. Like him <laughs> hitting the like the, uh, the the break glass in case of emergency situation. Like he thought that the his SummerSlam moment, he's like, you know what? There is a chance I could lose to Baron Corbin and I don't I want to make sure that doesn't happen tonight. Yeah. I mean, the match itself could be fine, and we'll see. I don't know if anybody's jacked about the IC title match, but Demon's record's on the line, and I think it is weird that they won't commit to... Is the Demon just makeup, or is it actually him as the Undertaker? Like, it is... Like, I don't know. They need to get that figured out, or he's fucked. That's my take. Okay, as far as matches you're excited for, though, like... Because there are a shit ton of matches on this card. What's the next one that you're like, this is this one, this one. Like, this is going to be my other favorite. It's going to surprise a lot of people. It's a tie between the obvious pick, which is a lot of people are excited about Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, mainly because they just want to see Kofi get his moment. If you have if you have any thoughts on that, now would probably be the time to insert those because I'm going to move on to my actual answer next. Well, I will include this real quick. I got a text from a West Coast correspondent, John, and John said his biggest fear right now is that Kofi's going to win that belt and they're going to have the New Day turn on him. <laughs> That's very possible considering they won him the opportunity. They have every reason to be like, we did this for you. Like he gets a microphone and forgets to thank them. There's no way, because that would be that that because that would be justifiable if he did forget to thank them. But uh, I mean, we've kind of been waiting for a new day to break up break or up? something. Yeah, it's just been no. They've been together so fucking long. There's nothing left for them to do. They're five time tag team championships. They're fine or five time tag team champions. Longest they're reigning. Getting, yeah, they're getting one of their guys to have a world title opportunity or run. Uh, I am excited for this match. I don't think I'm as excited about it as other people are um, because as much as I love the story, I do think the story with Kofi is the chase and the fact that he is being held back. I think that's why people are invested in it. And especially since this match isn't going to be the one to close the show, which is actually a problem. I think a lot of the matches on this card are going to have is that a lot of them feel like they could close the show, but are not going to. Um. Yeah, I mean, so the I'm way excited about it. The way it's laid out right now, like, what would you of these seventeen matches or whatever? What would you have open the show? Who would you send out there first? Because this is the first year that looking through this, we don't have a ladder match, and that's kind of their go-to usually. I commented on this on Twitter a couple hours ago before we started recording. This is this see this year more than ever to me highlights the issue that this company has with the way they do their themed pay-per-views because they, they have this Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal to get some names on this card that might not otherwise be on there, but they could do something very similar and get more names on this card. If they were able to use the money in the bank ladder match or TLC or Elimination Chamber or something like that and have one of those gimmick matches on a WrestleMania card for something special for a future title opportunity. And you can stuff six guys in a chamber match. You can stuff a fuck ton of guys in a TLC match. And it's just frustrating because as far as matches that I would like to see open the show, there's a bunch you could pick. I mean... The match you asked me, going back to your original question, which is the one after the main event that I'm most excited about, you might be surprised, Garrett. I'm actually looking forward to AJ Styles and Randy Orton. I knew that's what you were going to say. What makes you, well, like, why did you think I was going to say that? Because as I'm looking through the card, I think that one has the most potential to be a nice surprise. And it could also open the show, too. Yeah, no title. There's actually a lot of singles matches for no titles in this. Well, and but and, and so all the names they're gonna throw into 
that under the giant memorial battle royal. God, I mean, how cool would it be? They're doing a fatal four way for the SmackDown tag team titles. That could be a TLC match. Considering the guys you have in there too. Well, shit. I don't know. Like those. I'm looking at this. Like those ricochet, Alistair black, the bar. bar, And uh, Nakamura and Nakamura and Rusev. But my point is, is that it just feels so weird that some of these matches that you use just to sell a pay-per-view when you don't need to, you could just book better. Like, you could use those on the Mania card and actually not just... Like, they're on the card for the sake of being on the card, but they're not getting a a moment to make their career special. Like, people talk... You know, Edge went off and had an amazing career, but the highlight people most know him for is diving off the ladder and spearing Jeff Hardy out of midair. And I'm not saying every one of those guys has to do that obviously it's dangerous it's shit but you're not even getting an opportunity especially in just a battle royal that nobody really gives a shit about yeah so i'm looking forward to the styles orton match because i think the story is good aj styles is involved and it looks like randy orton is invested i should mean he should be he's with he's with a top guy like that is isn't that what he should want yeah, and, and I also think that they have good chemistry together. I think this rivalry, <laughs> it touches a button, the, at least the way they presented it with uh, some of their exchanges they've had the last few weeks. That I mean, it's it's kind of exciting. Will it translate to a good match? I don't know, but it has the opportunity to. So looking at uh, this, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that Ricochet and Aleister Black were on both TakeOver and WrestleMania. Oh, shit. I didn't know that either. Looking at the card here, it's saying War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet for the NXT Tag Championships. So could they theoretically hold both at the same time? They could, but at this point, if you're going to have them on Raw and SmackDown, can you have them on NXT as well? Or would this kind of be... Is this going to be them going out on their backs and now they're officially gone out of NXT? Possibly, and that makes the most sense, but fuck, you never know. Shit, just looking at this NXT card, man, this is going to be hot. Well, before we get to NXT... I'm sorry, I was just... I pulled it up while we were talking about this, and I'm looking <laughs> at it, and I just got really excited. Continue. So so we, we, we peaked kind of with talking about the women's main event. We're going to go through the rest of this card here a little bit, and then we'll, we'll finish with the NXT side of things, even though that's on Friday. Um, are you excited about Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar? Yeah, like not as excited as I could be. I don't I was looking at the card trying to figure out who would I personally want to beat Brock Lesnar cuz my choice was always Finn Balor. That didn't happen. And looking through here, I guess Seth makes the most sense. I like Seth a lot. I think they're probably going to have a pretty good match together. Like I'll have fun watching it, not necessarily the guy I would have It's weird that he's the one after all these years will dethrone Brock. Right. Maybe. 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 Well, that's the other thing. Maybe. There's always the possibility that because, like, I brought this up before, there's it makes so much sense for all these titles to change hands. And that's usually an opportunity where they're like, no. (laughs) You saw it. You think that. So, um,. Is it is has it just gone on too long? Is that the issue? Have we just been waiting for Lesnar to lose for so long now that it's kind of like nobody gives a shit? I kind of think that's where it is. That's where I'm at with it. I mean, we were already there last Mania, and it's just like, been drug out even longer. It jumped the shark. I don't. I mean, just, at what point did it jump the shark though? It's been so long. <laughs> they had to. They well, essentially, what they did is they hammered us into submission with the Roman Reigns Lesnar stuff to where we were finally like, all right, we'll, we'll be happy when Reigns wins just so the title can be on Raw every week. And they got us to accept that, and then they still <laughs> wouldn't give it to us. And then they were still mad that we didn't react to Reigns the way they wanted us to. So, Do you look back fondly on Rollins' first world championship reign? Was that a good no. time in the company? But he was also sure a heel. It, so I'm sure it was, but I didn't like Rollins as a heel. I thought he was kind of cheesy. Like, I, I like Rollins way better now as a babyface, like on his own, 
and I'm God. I just hope the shield stuff is over. Um, I guess looking at that, looking back on it, it's hard for me to say, did I not like him because I was getting worked or did I just not really care that much in general? I don't remember at the time thinking that it was like bad. I just don't like now in hindsight, it doesn't stand out as like a really great period. Like, like you, I think I had pointed that out to you a while back when I was saying he's already fought Lesnar before (laughs) and you were like, he did. And I was like, yeah. They had, they, I think they fought at the Rumble or something. Yeah, and they had that triple threat with Cena. and So, I mean, they've been there before. I, no, that, I guess that's just my take on it, which is it's gonna it would be great. It will be great if it happens. And uh, But there's always the opportunity that it's not going to happen. That being said, I mean, it's fucking WrestleMania weekend, man. I'm, I'm really starting to get excited. I'm excited for a number of reasons. Like, I'm excited to crack open some beers, have some delicious food, sit on my ass for how long is the show going to be? Like seven hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, luckily for the people in attendance, this was a real fear. It, up until before the podcast, I just checked, and rain is no longer in the forecast for Sunday. But all week it's been saying it was going to rain on Sunday. And now that's out of the forecast. That's not there anymore, but it does say that it's going to rain on Monday and Tuesday. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. Because, man, I the whole time I was just thinking, like, it could snow on me. I never considered, like, I could be sitting there for seven hours all soggy. <laughs> Do you care about Miz versus uh, McMahon, uh, Shane McMahon? <sighs> no. Do you care about Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre? No. <laughs> um, Kyle, what else are we leaving off the list? No. You want to just skip to the NXT? T- <laughs> no, you skip to the NXT takeover match. Yeah, let's just go to matches? that because that's. That I want to talk about something I'm excited about. Like just looking at this, yeah. we get to see goddamn Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the North American Championship. That's gonna be fantastic. Shit. I just, in my head, I have such a hard time picturing Riddle losing. But also Velveteen Dream's been waiting a long time. I know. For this. This is going to be great. Do you feel like the titles in NXT right now are kind of hot potatoing everywhere? Eh, a little bit. I mean, Pete Dunn's hasn't moved in a while. I think it might on, on Friday. Are you excited about Adam Cole? And Johnny Gargano, one of those guys being the next NXT champion. I'm excited for all five matches on this card. Five matches. Run, run down the list and let's let's talk about it. War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. If this is going to be, be their fun. last NXT run, I'm sure they'll... Well, hopefully they don't fucking go too hard on it if they have to work the next day. <laughs> well, no. NXT's on Friday, right? That's right. They get a night off. They have to go to the... The Oscars the next night or the Hall of the Fame Oscars. or whatever. <laughs> Not the Sophies. <laughs> the most important award show. Uh, yeah. And then what? Pete Dunn versus Walter, which could already match of the weekend in my mind. It's going to be it's going to be hard for this match to live up to what I want it to be. But I also have a feeling they can do it. How would you be disappointed if they did this match the way they did Lesnar Cena from SummerSlam, like in 2014? What Pete Dunn just destroys Walter in a squash match? The <laughs> other way around, jackass. You knew what I meant. Uh, I don't think anybody could be mad at that. Walter's the man. Walter's the man and needs to be booked as such. Isn't that kind of an epic way to end a really, really long title run as a guy comes in and just like mops the floor with him? That could happen. I mean, the size difference is there, and this is one of those where Pete Dunn is small enough that Walter is going to look enormous, even though you yeah. and I both know he is pretty average wrestler height. <laughs> <laughs> still still a beefy big man. Man, even but, the uh, women's fatal four-way. Yeah. Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane. That yeah. is four awesome people that I'm fine with the belt being on any of them. Hope it's Bianca. So, it, well, okay, as we wrap up this show, my question to you is, out of everything that's happening this weekend in WWE, what are your top three things you're looking forward to most, including, obviously, like matches? 
top three, I would go Walter Pete Dunn. I would go the junior heavyweight championship for New Japan at Madison Square Garden. I think that match is going to be insane. And I still have it in my heart that maybe, just maybe, Takahashi is back from the dead. Because if he entered that match, that crowd would pop so hard if he came back to try and win his title back. Yeah. That he had to vacate because we've just gotten nothing. And I feel like this would just be the ultimate surprise. And as um, far as a third match, obviously the main event of WrestleMania. Those are my yeah. those are my three for the weekend. I would say women's triple threat main event. Walter and Pete Dunn. And Colin Gargano. I mean, anybody on this card has the potential to steal the show. I feel like even tag team matches in NXT that I think I'm not going to enjoy end up being phenomenal. That's true. And and NXT especially has a long history of not putting on a bad show. <laughs> like they just they're just incapable of doing it. Yeah, like there can and be it's... a slower match. But for the most part, if you're going to a takeover, you're getting fucking quality. Josh, our friend Josh, who we met uh, Money in the Bank weekend back in uh, June, he made a good point. Uh, without having takeover on the Saturday before Mania, it may actually help people enjoy Mania a little bit more because they're going to have a break between NXT and Mania. So they w there won't be like a direct night to night comparison on how the show was. Yeah, that's so it that may could help be true. Mania. Because at this point, I mean, yeah, Madison Square Garden is on that Saturday, but also, I mean, there were like 3,000 tickets on StubHub. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who go to all three of those shows, but not everybody, so Cause there's I guess we'll so see. There's so much other good shit happening this weekend. I mean, <laughs> I saw that Orange Cassidy is having his own GCW show, and there is a match in it that is the best friends fighting each other and a 60-second time limit match. Jesus Christ. It's an anything-goes match, 60 seconds. <laughs> That'll be really fun. That could potentially be match of the weekend. We don't know. I guess we'll have to hear from some of our uh, friends about how that plays out. Before we get out of here, Derek, I have stumbled upon a subculture that I wasn't prepared for. Okay. Uh, this has nothing to do with pro wrestling, so obviously it either has to come at the beginning or very end of the show. Uh, <laughs> has to. Do you think okay. maybe someday we should talk about wrestling right at the top so that people come in and they're like, I thought this was going to be a wrestling show. It was like 15 minutes before they got there. Maybe we should try that sometime. But we've been getting a shit ton of downloads lately, and I, I don't know where they're coming from. I'm happy all of you new listeners have joined. Thanks for coming to the Hangout. But the uh, the subculture that I've stumbled upon, Derek, you know I listen to a fair amount of pop music, right? Yeah, I picked up on that. Yeah, I this is new to me for the last few years. I just, for whatever reason, transitioned from garage punk, which is still in my heart forever. But for whatever reason, pop music is really, uh, it has taken me lately. But I started going through Sp Spotify because it recommends me pop stars I've never heard of. And I started falling down a rabbit hole and I ended up in this like goth pop genre where these ladies are singing like regular pretty pop songs. But then occasionally out of nowhere, there's a pretty pop song about a serial killer. So there's serial killer pop. Kind of like one of them, like she's singing like a song that sounds like it'd be a Katy Perry song. But then the next song is about vampires and features Elvira. Well, that's. Kind of cool. I've been enjoying the shit out of it, and I'm starting to wonder, who goes to these shows? Where are these people playing? I don't know if everybody listening is like, no, goth pop's been a thing for a while, Garrett, but I'm like, there are fucking like 30 goth pop artists out there I've never heard of. Turns out I love them all. So are you telling our listeners to go check out this, this serial killer pop? Yeah, this goth pop movement, man. I'm calling it. I'm calling my shot right now. Goth pop has taken the country by storm soon. It's the next big music craze. It is going to be so big. Your favorite artists are going to wish that they could perform with these goth pop artists. Hearts Like Lions is going to be performing with goth pop. Fuck yeah, they will. I hope so. Hearts Like Lions, you hear that? Book a tour with like Terror Jr. 
Well, guys, it's it's a big uh, wrestling weekend. It's wrestling Christmas for various reasons. Uh, we want to hear from you, get some feedback. If you haven't followed us on social media yet, you should do that. We're at Wrestle Hangout on Facebook, at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Also, if you're feeling a little bit weird, you can send us an email directly, predeterminedpodcast at gmail.com. I'm at Halloween Halpin on Twitter. He is at Gartet on Twitter. Garrett, what else would you like to say to get us out of here? One last thing. You brought up the word weird, and it made me think of this. Our sisters from the uh, podcast Keep It Weird. Love those girls. Great friends of ours. Uh, Lauren just had a baby, and her baby was born on March 28th. So I just want to say congratulations, Lauren. And also, you guys should go check out Keep It Weird. They're very funny. Great show. Also, you know, I feel like they'd be into goth pop. They're all about serial killers and spooky shit. Yeah, they should check that out, too. But goddamn, I'm ready to get WrestleMania weekend going. And you know what? It pretty much kicks off tonight. I think their shows started tonight in New York. Are we going to be doing a uh, bonus episode? Recording that on Monday? Shit, should we do a bonus episode? We haven't done a bonus episode in a long time. We have the day off. We might as well do a bonus episode on Monday. Let's bonus show these people. Yep. All right, Derek. Let's get out of here. Everybody, enjoy your, enjoy your WrestleMania weekend. And Derek, hit our goddamn music. Music. <laughs>